said go on fire it. Go ahead. I'm on scene at 108 South 17. We've got uh, light smoke showing from a single story commercial building. Working fire, make it a regular alarm. Engine one a front arrival. Let's, uh, let's see if we can get in. Let's see if there's an FPC in the back before we do anything here. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Justifiably Proud Productions. I'm going to be your very humble host, Maverick. Yeah, you may have heard that name before, but you know, it is what it is. I'm going to be filling in for Jim today. Jim decided to, hey, you know what, let's change it up a bit. Uh, he decided to have like a co-host, a little new new feeling, a new feeling. He wanted to bring me in as a guest host tonight, you know, just like you see in Jimmy Kimmel and all those late night shows and whatnot. You know, it's going to be, this is going to be awesome. Jim uh, told me that I could interview anybody I want. We're gonna we'll get into that in a second, but first of all, ladies and gentlemen, I can never get over the fact of this recording studio. It is just amazing. It is massive. The amount, like I said, the amount of doors you have to go through to come here and even just you know sit down, finally get to the destination point and sit down and finally be able to get on that laptop and start recording. It's just an awesome feeling, you know. The lights, the LEDs. The sound systems, everything here, the electronics, it is amazing. He's obviously dropped a lot of money into this, you know, compared to the last time I was here. So it is pretty cool. And of course, we have our awesome, awesome side of uh, our our security guard here, Dolly. Dolly, hey Dolly, you want to say hi to the fans? Right here? Here. See if get her talk. There we go. Good girl. Good girl. Ladies and gentlemen, this would not be. Uh, a podcast if I really didn't bring on somebody here to talk to. Uh, Jim said I can bring absolutely anybody I wanted onto his podcast, his own podcast, and have a conversation with them, have, you know, have me speak with them and, you know, adventure out into this, to this conversation that we're going to have here. So none other, ladies and gentlemen, I brought on our own host, Mr. Jim Farrell. Jim Farrell, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thank you, Maverick. Nice intro. I like that. You like that? Yeah. How does it feel to finally sit in the guest seat and not, you know, on the recording side? It's 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 nice. It's it's, it's nice to allow somebody else to come up with some content and uh, see see what it's like from this side of the table. It's a different feeling, right? Yeah. There's some there's a little nervousness about it and uh, a little fear, but uh, I think I've given the calm to to a good good individual, and I look forward to spending this time with you. You're too kind. You're too kind, man. You know. I've been on the show before. You've brought my dad onto this show before. So it, there's been both of us, you know, and I feel good. And I want to appreciate, you know, a little shout out to Jim here for letting me come on in the second season on the second episode and allowing me to do something that I, you know, most podcast people don't do and allow me to take over your side and, you know, go ahead and let you kind of sit back, relax and, you know, let you let you do the talking now. So I really appreciate that, man. It's very kind of you, very unique. So you know, it's, that's awesome. I appreciate you again, man. Thank you. Yeah, no You're problem. welcome. No problem. So, you know, before we, I want to jump into anything, uh, wanted to ask you a little something. 
justifiably proud productions right where does that name that origin of the name come from you know obviously you run this account you do everything for this podcast so how did this podcast come to be like how to justifiably proud production it's a very unique unique name when you hear it it's on the back of your business cards which i have one of your business cards in my wallet right now how, how did that name origin you know what's the what's the meaning behind that so i didn't know but uh, growing up in st louis missouri i found out oh early 2000s that the uh, slogan for the st louis city fire department is justifiably proud and it's just something that i chose and i happen to have it on my email signature at work and all that, and I just I thought it was very fitting for for uh, for you know whatever contribution I may may have given to the fire service. I wanted to have something that reminded me of home when I when I think about my email signature because when I first went into the administrative part of our department, they said, "Hey, you need to come up with an email signature," and justifiably proud is the is the one I chose because it takes me back home and uh, a, little, a lot of the history of the fire service in St. Louis. I mean, I, um, my, my, my dad grew up down the street from a firehouse. My grandfather was good friends with the uh, previous, probably a couple previous fire chiefs ago, uh, chiefs of the Tannics. And um, um, there's just, there's, there's a little bit of history there. Yeah. So it originated from your childhood. So that's pretty cool. You never hear that because I see the name. I see it everywhere. Whenever I come over, you know, and I see you, I think of justifiably proud. It's unique. You won't hear that anywhere else, maybe besides in St. Louis. But here, you know, where we live, you won't hear that. That's pretty unique. So I've always wondered that. You know, I've always waited for the right time to ask you this question. And I think this was, you know, probably the best because, you know, you get viewers from all around the world, right? From all seven continents. Is that what you said? Yeah. And I think there's six. Six, six. I'm there's sorry. Six or seven. Sorry, man. Know. These these Topo Chicos are, are really getting to me, man. I was, guys, we're drinking Topo Chico, man, and it's a little little bit of a, an excuse now. But um, so yeah. So when you hear that, you know, it just sounds unique because you never hear it. You know, those two words almost together. Not that I've ever heard them together, but you know. So if you break down the logo of the Justifiably Proud Productions, um, of course the JP in the middle. Um, my daughter Lauren drew that, by the way. Um, yeah. When you go to our podcast, um, but I wanted to have I wanted to have a four leaf clover in there, being that I'm from Irish descent, mm-hmm. and then um, have the JP in the center of it. So, and as a matter of fact, with some of the businesses that I have, some of the fire apparatus we assemble and things like that, the, the name of my models always start with a JP for justifiably proud. And what it means to me is that, and and I don't know that. I'm trying to trying to be humble here, but just I try to live by ju- uh, by actions and not by um, boasting or anything like that. So it sounds very arrogant, justifiably proud, but in reality, uh, it's just a way for me to express that um, I try to lead by example. Nah, I understand. No, no, you're you're trying to show that your actions can do like what your actions can do. You know, you're trying to give back. <laughs> And I see that in a lot in the bio. The bio is very descriptive about, you know, how you how you want to inspire people and how you want to do things for the community, you know, all this stuff. And I think that's pretty cool because you, you hardly see that. And especially coming on a podcast and trying to do that, you know, that's pretty to me, that's pretty inspiring me personally. But, uh, you know, let's uh, let's leave that aside. But how are things going, man? I haven't seen you since last week, I think it was. And it's been what? It's been about it's been a, too long. It's been too long. Too it's long. been way too yeah. long, actually. Yeah. 
and we we've communicated but only over text i haven't called you you know whatever we'll, we'll get to that in a second now but how are things going like how was the week that you dreadfully had to spend away from me how was that man <laughs> it, it was rough it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no um i uh I'm getting close to graduating with a bachelor's degree from South Texas College. Go Jaguars. And um, I just finished two classes this week, and uh, I, I received passing grades for both. So I'm excited. I only have three classes left for graduation, and if, if God willing, if everything goes well um, in May, I'll be I'll be walking as a college graduate, and uh, something I never really thought I would have ever done. Uh, other than that, I mean, we're rocking and rolling at work. We got... Um, new team members at uh, the fire department and we're we're continuing to move forward a lot of projects a lot of stuff like that um and then i've launched with one of my businesses i've launched a texas commission on fire protection courses and um that's really starting to take off and um there's some good people helping me with that too it, it is a little time consuming and 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 tough to manage but at the same time uh, it's it's pretty rewarding knowing that um um, we have the ability to affect the fire service, not just in our hometown, but all across the state. So, so it's, you know, it's smooth sailing for right now, as of right now, but you know, everything. Yeah, but tomorrow's Monday. Call me about 11 o'clock and let's see how everything's, yeah, how, going. How everything's going, right? <laughs> Actually at 11 o'clock, we're doing promotions tomorrow. So that it'll be a good time. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah. But, but usually Mondays of a new week, you know, some, there's always some kind of crisis that happened yes, over, over the weekend, over the weekend that weekend needs to be taken care of. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so far everything's been chill this weekend. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good to hear. You know, you're in the fire service, right? Correct. Yes, sir. Something is always constantly, constantly going on, no matter what, right? Throughout the week and throughout the weekend, even when we sleep at night, there's something. There's always constantly still something going on. So whenever you go into work, right? You know, it, there's only so much you can take care of, right? Like there's only, you know, that the things that are going on throughout the fire service, you know, new team members coming in and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. I know back in October, there was a fire prevention month, Mm -hmm. something going on. Right. Like you guys always, how do you all promote that? Like, how do you all do that? Like, how does that work and all that stuff? The promotion, getting things kind of the, getting the gears going. It does it. It it takes a team. Does it take a team? You know how? Sure. It takes a toll. So our department's divided up with four four divisions. One is the uh, training division, which handles all the training for every every certified firefighter in the city. Um, and then we have the operations division, which is the largest division. Those are the guys out on the trucks ready to respond, um, uh, ready to help those in need. We have about, if everybody shows up to work, I think we have about 52, du- 52 firefighters on duty every day. Um before sick leave and time off and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's the largest division. So they have their responsibilities. Training has their responsibilities. And then there's the fire prevention division that has their responsibilities. And they, they take charge of fire prevention and public fire education. So when it's fire prevention month and that time, time of year comes around, which, by the way, that stuff goes on all year. Uh, we just had McAllen, uh, uh, McAllen ISD reach out to us the other day about an auto extrication demonstration they wanted to do for their one of their high schools. So public fire education is a year-round endeavor. However, um, October is usually the hot month for that. And then my division is um, 
is the administrative support division. Mm. And we have our own set of responsibilities. We make sure the oil gets changed on the fire trucks. We make sure the pumps get tested. We make sure the bunker gear gets inspected. We make sure we order everything from toilet paper to fire trucks for our, for our firefighters. Mm. And so, yes, there's always something going on. Um, right now, our, our, our department is happening to be trans, transit transitioning to a new software for incident reporting mm. and a bunch everybody each division has representatives from their division to be a part of building that that software for lack of better words so i happen to be a part of that too but yes there's always something going on i had the radio on last night and i was listening to the to the crews uh, responding to some minor incidents but i just wanted to kind of see what was going on in the city and from time to time i will turn on the radio just to see how everybody's doing Hmm. You know, uh, we we just came back. Well, not just came back, but we were on vacation. I went on vacation with you. Thank you. Thank you so much again. And I noticed that you were constantly always on the computer. You know, not constantly, but times that we were there at the house, you were always constantly working, which is pretty good because, you know, that's very rare that you'll see a very hardworking man trying to trying to get what needs to be done. And still have time to, you know, do all these podcasts and inspire these people. So I think that's pretty, that's pretty impressive, you know, for what, for what you do and all the stuff that's going on. Hats off to you, man. Like, honestly, like, thank you. Yeah. Some, sometimes people wonder how I get, how I get to do so many different aspects of, of everything that I do and go to college. And it's tough. I mean, it, it is. And, um, like when I finished, um, my papers that I needed to turn in this week, I just felt this sense of relief. Like at least for the next two weeks, I don't have to, you know, do any, any schoolwork. And so that was a big relief. So I'm hoping once graduation comes around, I'll, I'll have a lot more time to, I, I don't take a lot of time to, uh, for myself. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I want to start doing that. Yeah. Which that will lead into this next thing i wanted to say well i'm going to say we'll we'll lead off we'll leave off right now but you'll see how it's going to play in right now but my next question is where did the where did the what's the word start from every podcast no matter what and i didn't want to leave this segment out but what's the word has always been me personally the hit of the podcast you know we got big paul and fat paul <laughs> and we and we got a What's his name? Oh, I just I I uh, the SNL, you uh, know, where you were uh, Mr. Buckwheat, 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 yeah. uh-huh. Buckwheat got yeah. shot, and you yeah. went running to your parents saying, "Hey, Buckwheat!" And, you know, you really thought it was a real thing. So, where did what's the word start from? How did you know? Where did you did you craft that on your own? Or we um, so we uh, coming up through the ranks. Um, when I was a firefighter, I, there was another firefighter at the station, and then I got promoted to lieutenant, and he made driver. He ended up being my driver at uh, Central Station, and he um, he he's he's the one that says it. What's the word, man? That's his voice, right? Mm. So he's a very good friend of mine. He's a, a heck of a firefighter. He's a even better father and husband, and um, he tells it how it is. You know, um, he. Uh, and so when you're walking around the station, when everybody sees him, it's either, hey, what's the word, man? Or 
what's going on? Because that's how he responds when somebody says, hey, hey, Weedle. Because I used to, his last name's Weedle, and I used to say, hey, Weedle. Ah. And then he would say, what's the word? What's the word, man? So we recorded that because uh, I wanted to have a what's the word segment with something random for every every episode. So Something random. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's quite interesting. What's the word? What's the word? So, you know... Usually, what's the word? It contains of a story or some some type of word, right? That's you know that's been stuck with you. Now, I'm not gonna go ahead and, and skip this, but what's the word for today? The word today, and I and it's gonna lead in right back to what you were talking about a little while ago. Perseverance. Mm. Perseverance has been it's been stuck in my head ever since you had told me a little while back. Uh. Care to share anything on that? You know, this little word called perseverance. What did, what did I tell you? You know, we were at the ski resort, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, I was getting, I was trying. I was trying and trying I was. Trying to what? I was trying to ski. You know, I was just trying to ski. Ski? Oh, no, I'm snowboarding. Uh-huh. I was snowboarding. That's right. Ski resort. And and I was watching you right from the. You were watching me right from the balcony. I w- you know, I was getting slaughtered out there. I was going down the the slopes and I remember just eating it left and right, left and right. I get up, maybe go a couple yards, eat it again, face forward, back, you know, from the side, left and right. And it was really bad. Like it took a m- huge toll on my body, a really, really bad toll. And then when I got back up, you know, to go talk to y'all and say, hey, you know what, uh, you know, day's almost over. Let's go enjoy it a little bit somewhere else. And you had told me, you know, man, that took a lot of perseverance. Mm -hmm. And I thought, and I thought to myself, huh? Yeah. Like you didn't, you didn't give up, you know, I would have given it like, so my daughter gave up right after 30 minutes of trying it. One shot, she went down. Yeah. And that was it. But you spent a good couple hours there, um, continuing to try, uh, to go down that hill on a snow snowboard. So we talked about perseverance and um, it's something that um, I don't know, I, you know, growing up um, I wasn't really a good student or anything like that. And uh, I think one thing that's been instilled in me with my mother was suit up and show up. And that term comes from some specific, um, specific things, but um I, I remember when I first got hired to sell fire equipment for a gentleman out of Houston. Um, I remember like when I heard about the opening with the job, um, I called every week, every week. And I remember him telling me that, man, you're, you're really persistent, you know, and I think that's what got you the job. And, um, it's one of the, one of the blessings or maybe, uh, maybe to some, it may not be a blessing, but, to know what you want to do and what you want to spend your time on when you're 14 years old, you mm. know, is, is, is not everybody has that, you know? And so <clears throat> I, I've always tried to be persistent and not give up. I mean, um, I, um, I just think persistence is very, very important. And there's a lot of people, um, there's people that I've, I've watched over the years. Uh, sometimes I'll get, I'll get interested in a, a musician or something, and I'll I'll research their whole story, like everything about them. I mean, I'm going to be talking about some of them in the future, but 
and you notice how persistent they were and they didn't give up. Mm-hmm. You know, they went down the wrong path and had this happen or mm-hmm. they failed at this or look at look at some of the billionaires that are out there now that have had multiple companies fail, but they found that one niche. Yeah. And so it is a good quality to have. And I noticed that in you that day and we had a long conversation about it. And um, I just that's that's the way I am. I'm, I'm not going to. You know, I remember one time um, one time we were. Oh man, what was it? Uh, one time we had this incident with when I first started selling fire equipment on my own, and one of the vendors that one of the vendors was behind on the payment, and my partner at the time says, "Hey, well, let's just close up shop." And I'm like, "I'm not going to go bankrupt because one vendor owes me two thousand bucks. Like that's ridiculous, you mm-hmm. know." Yeah. And, and so there's challenges, of course, that comes with business, and. Um, it it can be rewarding, but trust me, it's 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 a challenge. Yeah, it's a challenge. It takes a lot of perseverance, especially to run a company, a fire selling, you know, fire equipment selling company. You know, it takes a lot of toll. I think me personally, you know, I think com- I think uh, you know, a small company, small businesses, but I wouldn't really consider you small. But I mean, you know, you you send out people to events and stuff and whatnot. You know, to go promote your business thing you know what when did your business start i'm sorry uh so we started in 2013 you started in 2013 and i had been doing this since 2001 but we i went out on my own in 2013 13 so yeah it takes a lot of persistence it takes a lot of you know i can't give up there's people that rely on me. There's yeah. there's things the, I need to the, do. The biggest thing that Diane and I worry about is making sure our employees get taken care of, you know, and it's not always easy. Yeah. You know, um, they count on us and they rely on us to feed their family. And, um, you know, that that plays a big part in it. Yeah. And it, it takes a lot of persistence, you know, a lot of precision, you know, it takes a smart person. It's got to take a smart person to do and get the job done. No matter what, no matter what, I think it, that's that. But that's just me. I think course. when you speak of the smart person, you're talking about my wife, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get a little uh, flabbergasted and stuff, but yeah, she keeps me grounded when it comes to stuff like that. Now, now that you said that, I'm gonna fully agree with you on that one, man. <laughs> no. Um, she doesn't know you're in here, does she? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I hope not, because if if so, I'm in big trouble. Yeah, we're that's it, man. We had to kind of sneak in here. Yeah. And, you know. Well, that's good. You've learned. You've learned a lot of stuff over the years. You know, selling stuff. You know, promoting stuff. Sending people out there to the conventions and whatnot. I the first time I had met you was actually actually at a. It was at an actual treat. At you know, you and my dad were serving as acts, but. The very first time I got to meet you and like sit down, I guess, and talk with you and have a meal was actually at a convention. I think it was at Longview, was it? I think so. Longview and it was the State Firemen's and it, Fire Marshals yeah, Association. It was that one. And of course, all the firefighters, well, at least in our our group, you know, we all were staying in this one hotel. Me and my brother, this is a true story. I'm going to say, me and my brother were downstairs and we were we were in the pool area. And we were throwing the ball around, whatever. And my dad had always kept on talking. Oh, I got to go see what Farrell's going to do. You know, what, what Farrell's going to want to say. What, what's he want to do, you know? Because he's out here by himself and whatnot. You know, he was being kind. 
He was, you know, we didn't want to leave you out and whatnot. But at the time, we didn't know who you were. We didn't know what you looked like, you know, and whatnot. We didn't know how you sounded, whatever the case may be. And then we saw you at that seafood place. And we finally got to see you, you know, talk to you. RJ was like, mm, he's cool. He's quiet. He's chill. And, I'm, and I was the same way. Yeah, he's cool. He's quiet. He's chill. You know, he's real, real chilled out. And then me and RJ going back, we were at the pool. And we were throwing this, we had this plastic ball and baseball that we got at Dollar Tree, you know, it was a dollar, so we just bought them. And we were playing around, we were the only ones in the pool. Well, then all of a sudden, you come down. It was an indoor pool, I remember that too. You come down, and just was like, hey, what's up guys, what are y'all doing and whatnot? And we were like, oh no, we're just throwing a ball. And you just start playing with us. Like, you had little to no knowledge of who we are, what our personalities are, and you just came down, and you just started playing with us. And then I remember you threw the ball so hard, it hit me in the ass. And I started, and I was like, oh, that hurt. You and RJ were laughing your asses off. And I was like, dude, like, that hurt, man. Uh, it was so funny. RJ, and then RJ, of course, RJ being the more athletic one, he you threw a ball at him, and he racked it. Like, phew, he line-drived it. Yeah. It was awesome, dude. And then I remember we had that, uh, in that, Earlier that day, I think it was, we had took the same equipment, the little small stuff, the Dollar Tree stuff, and we went to the, it was like a little party at this real nice house. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And there was a lake there. There was that. a lake yeah. there, and we were on this downhill, me and RJ, and we were just throwing the ball, trying to hit it, and there you were again. You came up to us again and started throwing the ball again and, you know, th- playing catch with us and doing all that stuff. Nobody told you to do anything. You just did it on your own, you know? And I thought it, it was, and there's a video of it, actually. I think my mom has a video. She recorded us, uh, you playing playing with us. At the time, you know, we were little kids. And, yeah, I that that was the very first encounters that I ever had with Mr. Jim Farrell here back when I was a little kid. And, yeah, that's always it's always stayed with me. So whenever I see you, I see that. I see that memory in my head. You know, whatnot. And I also see the memory of, uh, of you know, the very first time I saw you, which was, you know, at that axe retreat, you talking to my parents and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, that's. Um, I think that uh, sometimes we need to take advantage of life's simple pleasures. Mm-hmm. And for me, throwing a baseball or a wiffle ball or something like that um, just takes me out of the real world, you know, and it takes me back to my childhood. And all the cool stuff that I got to do as a kid, you know, just because we were outdoor kids, you know, it wasn't like today. We were we were outside all the time. I mean, there there's certain things that I've experienced. I was at the library in our town the other day when we were doing that software configuration and they have a they have a water fountain out front. And I guess whatever the mixture of chlorine is in that water. Mm-hmm. Took me back to this rec center where we used to swim at when we were kids. The smell of the of that particular, I guess, the way the weather was, because um, in the Midwest, right, it's not humid and all that stuff all the time. Um, and so those little things that I get from time to time are real, really enjoyable, you know. And somebody told me um, there, there's a there's a soft drink called Pib Extra. Yeah. When we were kids, it was called Mr. Pib. It's hard to find here in our area. But yeah. whenever I find them, I buy like 10 of them yeah. because it takes me back to my 
childhood. It's it's like a Dr. Pepper, but it's Mr. Pibb. It's different. Yeah, it's you different. Know? You know? There's something different about it. I think and there's so, a different taste to it. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I think it's uh, like a cherry, yeah, spicy a little, cherry yeah, flavor. Yeah, kind of a little bit. It's but, good. But what I'm getting at is that I try to take advantage of those those things. Yeah, those small things that we Take me had. out of life and take me back to a cooler, chiller time. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. You know, you said uh, we have to take advantage of the small things that we've had in life. You know, most of the time we are chasing after that. I mean, you and RJ that day in that pool, you were doing what me and my brother would do every time we travel. Yeah. When we when we traveled on vacations, we, we the hotel was the. Yeah. That it, was the exciting part. Yeah. Just going to the hotel. Yeah, yeah. With an indoor pool. Like that was a big deal. So when I see you and RJ doing that, it was like I wanted to be a part of that again, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, we you know, most of the time we are chasing after that big picture that we want. That big that you know, that big nice painting that we want for ourselves. But you know, it like you said, it's good to take some time and just be like, you know, the journey of it is that's that's what matters. You know, that's that's I think I've heard that around a couple times. That that's the journey it's the journey that matters and mm-hmm. you know, once you're there you're there and soak it in and enjoy it. You know, <laughs> I, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, me and RJ, when we work outside with my dad or we would, you know, work, you know, people, pe- you know, people tend to get frustrated with things that you do, you know, certain things that you do and whatnot. And when I would do a certain thing my dad didn't like, you know, he would get a little upset. But then when we would go back inside, we would laugh at the situation, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Uh, I think there was this one time that, uh, RJ was doing something with the water hose outside. I, you know what? Speaking of today, we were, we were washing the RV cause they were going to go send it out to, you know, to the livestock show. We rented out to some people for the livestock show and RJ was doing something with the water hose. I think he was, I think he was trying, he was like, he, I turned around and he was like, Hey, Andres, remember again, he's trying to pretend like he's pissing out like a bunch of a bunch of water you understand and my dad turns around like hey what are you doing like you're supposed to be spraying down the trailer like this is what we're we're supposed to be doing (laughs) yeah and then we go back inside and my dad is just laughing and laughing and laughing oh my god but yeah you know you you do something for a while and you just like oh and then in 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 the time you're like oh you know i wish i could have been doing this and this and this but then finally, when you're done, it's you look back and it's like, oh, wow, like that was funny. Like, why would I ever do that? Like, why would I ever think of that? Yeah. It reminds me of a time we drove from St. Louis down to Florida to go to Disney World when I was, a, I guess, a teenager. And uh, for whatever reason, we took two cars, I guess, because there were six of us in the family. So we needed to take two cars. And there was a horrible rainstorm driving down there. And my dad, we were in the car with my dad, and I think my little brother and sister were in the other car with my mom. Me and my brother were with my dad. And my dad's like, hey, do you, do you see your mom back there? Can you see her? Is she there? Because it's pouring down rain. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I see her. Right? <laughs> and, then I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, wait, hold it. No, no, I don't see her, dad. And he got so upset, man. He got so upset, yelling and screaming at me and my brother, and it was just—it's funny, you yeah. Know? Like, yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. It's, it's raining. Like, chill out, man. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, I, I used to. 
unfortunately, I used to love to irritate my father. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I see that you know with with um, with your son. Yeah, he oh, loves yeah. it. Oh, he yeah. loves it. He loves it. Uh, what was the the no? We were at A and M. I'm sorry, we were at Texas A and M College Station, and we were out there selling the trucks. You know, because A and M sets up this whole. Uh, this whole uh this exhibitor. big yeah exhibitor for your fire trucks fire gear and whatnot of course we were out there you know the best equipment out there and what's uh what's your oh we have a uh, diamondback emergency vehicles brush wildland units little shout out to them there you yeah. go if y'all ever need anything there you go thank you and then uh but we were out there and first day that we got there because y'all got there a day before us y'all got there friday we got there saturday and we were at uh, BJ's, was it? BJ's Bistro? Brew, brew House. Brew, brew House, there you go. Mm-hmm. And you were going down going down the line asking everybody, hey, what are you going to get? You know, Because you were hungry. I was hungry too, but I just wasn't really in, in it at the time. But you were asking everybody, hey, you know, what are you going to eat? What are you going to eat? <laughs> and then <laughs> Ethan, you go down to Ethan. <laughs> you remember this, right? No, I don't. No, you don't? Uh-huh. You go down to Ethan and you ask Ethan, hey, Ethan. What are you going to get? <laughs> and Ethan goes like, the most expensive steak they got. <laughs> and then you look you look to uh, Keith and you say, he just loves to piss me off. Anytime he gets, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah he's just like And he's he's, just he like meant me. it. He meant it. He's like, the most expensive steak they got. I'm getting that, you know. Yeah, he's just like, just like me. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, my God. That, you know, those are like... Those going back, you know, painting the big picture and trying to really take back and say like, oh, you know, this is what we did. You know, this is the this was the best time, you know. Yeah. It's taken me a long time to learn to not try to take stuff so seriously, you know. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll I may get upset with my children at some on some things, but give me a few minutes and it'll you're right. It'll kind of be funny to look back. And, yeah. 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 There you go. So how long have you been doing this podcast? You know, I'm obviously the host today. Uh, you know, I'm kind of trying to get this ball rolling, you know. But how long have you been doing this podcast for? I think I I did the first uh, episode. It was just an intro. I did it on January 1 of 2022. That's right. So, it was just the intro. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. So I think we've done 17 episodes in the last year. In the last year, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember because I think I already had told you this, but, uh, late at night, because I, I kind of have a little bit of trouble falling asleep and your episodes are like 30 minutes an hour. Not that bad, which is pretty good. Um, I'll, I'll sit in my room and I'll, I'll get a puzzle. I'm, I'm still working on the puzzle, but, uh, I get out the puzzle and I play specifically your podcast, like on a playlist and. I'll just let it roll throughout the night and I'll just listen to you talk to different people and whatnot, you know, going through and just, just by yourself too, you know, the things you have to say by yourself, it's just, you know, it's pretty interesting. Well, at least for me, it is, you know, you, you come on a podcast by yourself and you're doing it by yourself. That's kind of hard. You know, most big podcast people, they bring somebody on to, you know, talk to them get a different feeling, you know, that's what people like, you know, they go where, they go where the entertainment is at, especially, you know, how you do it by yourself and you just do it, you know, you do it by yourself. That's, I think that's what I'm trying to get at. How do you, 
you entertain people. You know, you bring up stuff, you know, left and right, especially from what's the word. I think that's my favorite, you know, from what's the word. You bring up different things and whatnot. How do you contribute to that? Like, how would you, how do you, you know, kind of keep the show rolling no matter what? Like, it's tough. I mean, I have I have invites out to several people. I mean, I, I've reached out to celebrities just to see if they'll respond. Um, I've gotten some response from some uh, some uh, some political people that I'm I'm being told keep sending us emails. We get emails every day. Hopefully, the team will catch your email. Like I've I've been in contact with a specific uh, congresswoman. She's an ex congresswoman, but. She's very, very involved in the nation. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, she's a, um, she's a, um, a service woman as well. So mm. I'm, I'm interested to talk about that. But anyway, people like that, I've reached out to Sammy Hagar. I'd like to know how the song "Best of Both, Both Worlds" came up. Just, just before you and, continue and that, it, I know I saw your little tweet. You oh, sent, yeah. you sent a little tweet out to Kanye West. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sends, to so get him I'm just throwing fish hooks out to see. But other than that, I think the people that I've that have been willing to come on um, have brought something valuable to the to the show. And um, you know, in the fire service, we get so wrapped up in in us that you know, there's a lot of interesting people out there that I think can contribute and help us in in all of our endeavors. So um, I've asked several people. Uh, some choose they want to and some don't and some don't have time for it um i've asked the what's the word guy to come on and yeah. he's, he's deathly afraid to be on on the microphone <laughs> so he's he's not going to do that um but it is a continuous uh i just asked uh, the gentleman who plays uh at my church yeah the guitarist guitarist mm-hmm. i've asked him to come on so i'm going to send him a link to the show so he can hear what it's all about and maybe he'll come on and share a little bit about his commitment to his faith and all that kind of stuff so i'm constantly looking for interesting people to interview and they don't always take you up on the offer you think you know most people may want to be interested in doing that and that's not always not always the case it's more difficult than you think yeah it is i i completely understand and you know I know where you're coming from. It's difficult to come on here and just sit down and talk onto the mic. You know, that sounds simple, right? Uh, easier said than done, right? It's like, you know, you go out fishing to wherever the case may be. And you're like, oh, man, I can be here all day. And I can be here all day fishing and whatnot. But it's a lot. It's an easier said than done thing. You know, it takes courage to really come here on the mic and, you know, start speaking and then go ahead and posting it out to the public for absolutely anybody to hear. Now, putting that in retrospect, you're putting yourself out there. You're putting yourself out there to be, you know, uh, judge is kind of a harsh word, I guess you could say. But, you know, people are going to be listening to you, listening to your opinion, what you have to say and what you do and whatnot. And that's difficult. Some people can't take that. Some people can, you know, that's no big deal. But, it is, it's a lot hard. It's very hard, actually, you know, just to, you know, you asked me, right, you know, hey, let's, uh, I had this idea, you know, uh, you be the guest host, and I'll be the one in the chair. And I, and I was like, you know what, you know, that sounds good. I, I really like that idea. And then you texted me the next day saying, hey, you can pick anybody you want. You can bring anybody you want onto this show. And I said, okay, that sounds good. I still want you on the show. I still want you to to come on to the show and finally, you know, talk to these people in in a different way instead of being the host. Now that you being the guest, 
you can finally start answering some questions that may have never been answered. I'm pretty sure I you answered a lot of questions that some people may have. You know, I'm more than sure. But it's a different feeling, like you said at the beginning. It's a different feeling just coming on in here and just talking and trying to converse with people where they come from, you know, and how they're doing. It's it's difficult for some people. And, you know, that's no big deal if it is or if it isn't. But, you know, I obviously said yes right away. And, you know, I I prepared for this, you know, a lot. And you you prepare yourself, you prepare yourself. And, you know, people kind of tend to freak out. You know, it's like, oh, man, I want to go. I want to go on here and I want to talk to this guy, but I don't know what to say. I don't want to be judged, you know, whatever the case may be. But it is difficult. And I and I can understand what you're talking about there, man. So with with that being said, you know, you you mentioned a bunch of these people, right? We're talking about a bunch of these people. You've had a race car driver in here. You've had a nutritionist come on here. You've had my dad. You've had an actual firefighter on here. There's there's people on here that you've had. You've had a drummer like me, well, at least a high school, middle school to high school drummer on here and talk about their different experiences on, you know, what they go through and what they have to do to, you know, I guess kind of get their feeling of what their world is. You know, so with that being said, what is something that you've learned over the time doing this podcast specifically on your own, starting up from scratch? No, uh, no, nobody to guide you, basically, nobody to guide you from uh, from podcasting. You did this all on your own, from what I've been told. How, how did you like, like over the time, like, how did you do this? You know, like, what is something you've learned? Through this podcast so when i was a when i was a kid um before i found the fire service i was always intrigued by by radio um cb radio fm radio it didn't matter but radio was was what i enjoyed and i, I what's would, radio <laughs> i would watch I would listen to DJs, of course, or I would watch. There was a DJ in St. Louis that would play on. Man, what was the name of that radio station? KHTR, I think. And his name was John Frost, which I happen to have an uncle named John Frost. But he was the DJ, and he would come on at like eleven o'clock on Saturday nights, and he would DJ, but on TV, mm. uh, for the radio station. And I just, I always. I always felt like that's that's where I would end up is being on the radio. But at the same time, I sit there and I wonder because man, I, um, how do these people come to work when they have life going on? You know, if a personality on TV is getting a divorce, uh, a news channel or radio, st- like somebody's getting a divorce, how do you still come on and do your show and be positive or be not upset or hangry like when Ethan asked me yeah. told me I was hangry you know and yeah. he's telling he knows I'm hangry yeah. and he's going to upset <laughs> he's me piss you yeah. Off. yeah and so um I didn't I just didn't follow that dream so like in in high school I had uh, I had a class a history class and the the teacher's name was Mr. Oshu and he I think it was pronounced Oshua but he we called him Mr. Oshu he um it got to the point where I was doing so poorly in his history class that I I would go to I went to Hannibal, Missouri to do a report on the Amish. I drove to Springfield, Illinois to do a report on Abraham Lincoln mm. just so I could get 
uh, pass, extra credit. Hmm. And it really, it was more appealing to just get out of town and do the, I didn't have to drive over there to do those reports, but yeah. I used it as an excuse to do something fun on the mm-hmm. weekends. Anyway, I, I mean, I barely passed this class. Well, the next year he taught an elective called communications and mass media. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my mom went in for a teacher's conference and he said, Mrs. Farrell, he says, uh, I don't know what's changed with your son, but he is a totally different student in this class than he was in um, my history class. And so, you know, people here don't know that west of the west of the Mississippi, the radio stations start with a W, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. East of the Mississippi, they start with a K. We learned all that stuff. I mean, we. We did all that kind of stuff. We had our own little uh, mock uh, newscast that we did, and it was just an awesome, fun class. And so, fast forward twenty years later, when I've, I've you know I've listened to probably more AM radio than I have FM radio, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> just listening to political stuff and all that kind of stuff. Um, now I have this great opportunity with the technology we have to come on and do something that I've always always wanted to do. And the beautiful thing about podcasting is that if you're not in a good mood, you don't have to get on. Yeah. You know? And so it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You know, you know when you're inspired. We said a prayer before we started the show, right? I of do course. that every every every, time. every podcast, every podcast. Yeah. And and um, that's that's what I've learned the most as far as bringing people on. It's tough. Um, I know some people that have some great stories that would be very powerful to share. I'm not going to ask them multiple times because it just, yeah, you know. But um, it's hard coming up with content. You know, I have I have some stories plugged in in my head that I want to talk about. It's just not the right time to do it. You know, some people that I've been following. But you'll notice when I tweet out about a episode, like the backdraft episode, I tweeted at Kurt Russell. Yeah, you know, you never know. Yeah, maybe they'll hear it and maybe I'll maybe, get a maybe call. Maybe they'll not. You know? Yeah. Maybe, Eddie Murphy, I tweeted at him about, yes, you know, buckwheat. if nothing else, I hope he saw it and I hope it made him laugh. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, um, but the biggest thing I've learned is that, um, the easy part is recording and editing. Editing is time consuming. The hardest part is coming up with content that's yeah. going to be, that's going to be worth the darn. Yeah. I know which episodes of mine suck. I'm well aware. You know? <laughs> yeah, I get you. Uh, and I know which ones are good. And I know that usually when I have a guest on, I have a lot more listens to than other ones. Yeah. But I think I like to think I'm getting a little bit better with some of the some of the stuff. Having something funny, but then having something real life to share with everybody. And basically that's all I'm doing is trying to share experiences that I have to maybe help a future firefighter or a future first responder learn something when they come up. Because People aren't teaching people stuff anymore. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that uh, you and my dad had talked about in the public service announcement. Go check out that episode when you don't have a chance. I think that's one of the one of the things you all talked about was, you know, that, you know, mothers now in the days, you know, they're giving their kids iPads so they can not learn from them. You know, it's hard to learn. Like y'all were talking about stop, drop and roll the 911, you know, whatever the case may be. Go check out that episode. But, you know how nobody's being taught anything on these days, mm-hmm. especially in our age of time, um, in our generation, like it's more of a, okay, watch and see what you learn from it. Mm-hmm. And okay. If you can do it, you can do it. If you can't, you can't move on. I mean, you can learn how to change a tire off of YouTube, Yeah, but it's not going to be very fun to do while you're sitting on the side of I 35 exactly. in downtown Austin yep. with cars flying by. Yep. And you know. 
I uh yeah, and I learned how to change a tire because I was watching my dad teach somebody else how to change a tire. I wasn't even being taught, and I still know how to change a tire. I and I've changed multiple multiple tires since then. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's difficult, you know, because you know, going back to podcasting, nobody taught you how to podcast, right? Right. You know, you just was like, okay. Well, let's pick up some YouTube videos and see how we go from there. Once I once yeah, I watched a couple YouTube videos and it, and then once I realized like oh my gosh like I can do this yeah um, with v- very little investment you know um, that's when it was really like okay this this could be awesome and then I remember Lauren and I the first time we turned on the microphones and we heard through the you know through the headphones, the headphones like us talking it just it felt natural like. Oh man, it felt the way it felt when the first time I walked into a fire station. It felt good. Yeah, like it like, felt like a like a fresh I guess a fresh start to something that's going to find like that's going to feel good. Right. That's that's a that's a good feeling. That's a really good feeling. Yeah, so uh fortunately enough, I'm going to be starting my own podcast pretty soon, hopefully, you know, coming up and I got inspired because of you, you know. Uh podcast may be a little bit different, may not be a little bit different. Who knows, right? Hopefully I'll be able to uh, send out some badass episodes like you do. And I think every episode you've given out is pretty awesome. It, you know, it's always interesting to listen to what you have to say. And it's hard to, you know, get on a podcast and make something interesting and uh, inspiring, but be funny at the same time and make comedy, you know, and make people enjoy, make people come back to watch you and your comedy and your interest and your personality and you know the the knowledge that you have to share with them it's pretty difficult to do that so and uh, i think you've done that you know very 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 well you know you've executed that pretty pretty good in my personal opinion you know because you go look at other big podcasts and you you watch them and it's and it's like oh they brought on this uh nutritionist slash scientist biologist chemist you know whatever they've had multiple master degrees under their belt and whatnot you know and all they strictly talk about is that and although it's interesting it it's not you know comedic or it's not you know a little bit personal or it's you know you know the feeling Mm -hmm. we have we all have that feeling it's you know it's interesting but it's only interesting in certain points you know oh i'm only gonna watch that episode because of this or they'll upload clips and be like okay i'm gonna watch that because of this but when you finally get to sit down and watch the episode, it's like, wow, none of this interests <laughs> you don't know this interests yeah. me. It's just oh, it's just it's just there, you know. So I think you've done that pretty well. And I hats off to you, of course. I, I think I can never, you know, fill in your shoes, but hopefully I'll be able to start and hopefully you'll be able to mentor me in, you know, becoming a podcaster learning all this stuff, you know, your programming and whatnot. And it'd be pretty cool to, you know, start up one and, you know, share my my interest and things I've done over the time as you, you know. So other people at work have asked, their kids have been interested, like, what does it take? And I will gladly share. I mean, yeah, I will share whatever. Like, it's not, it's not, uh, um, so, I, I, I'm willing to help other people be successful if this is something they want to try. And yeah. This is what I'm saying. There's no, you know, there's no competition or anything like mm-hmm. that because the beautiful thing about podcasting is 
there's certain things that people want to listen to and there's certain things that they don't, you yeah. know? And, and if you look at, if you go to my iHeartRadio that I have and you were, would look, were to look through which podcasts I listen to, they're all going to be relatively the same. Yeah. You know? There's not going to be a whole variety of stuff. Yeah. I so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a small investment. I pay about 85 bucks a month to, to run the, the website to host it and all that stuff. They provide a lot of resources to me. Um, you know, it's just that part is easier than you think. You just need somebody to help you walk you through it. And yeah, that's I got what, you through that's it, what yeah. YouTube was able to do for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know your co-host, she was, she was kind of telling me, like, why don't you use Spotify for music or whatever the case may be? And I was like, why would I use Spotify for music if YouTube has been around longer than Spotify. I thought I don't know. That's just me. YouTube has been there for years. It's still. It's. I mean, I think it's still going to be going on. But YouTube has been a very big help, not only to me, but to you know billions and billions of people out there in the world. You know, I think that's a a key source to what we do. You know, you can even upload any anything to YouTube. Even this podcast that we're recording right now, we could just upload it to YouTube and see how it does, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever thought of that, you know, going onto the YouTube platform and just seeing like, oh, let's see see what happens. Oh, no, I have a YouTube channel. I just never have loaded anything on it. And I I like the idea of having a visual aspect too of being here in the studio. Yeah. and doing it. But I'm concerned with how the editing works and all that. I'm not sure it's a lot easier to just edit audio. Mm. than it is if you have um, a camera and whatnot. camera and all that stuff. So I, I am interested in that, but um, I haven't given that much thought. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, I, I like YouTube a lot. I, I get a lot of my – most of my news comes from YouTube, and it's from sincere people. And some of it – I feel like I'm okay to uh, weed out uh, the nonsense. Um, but – I can go on there and if I want to see if I want to see an update on COVID nineteen, I can go on there right now and yeah, a whole bunch of billions COVID, of right, videos, you know. So that's kind of what I like about that. Um, but yeah, that's been a big big deal. Yeah, and it'd be pretty cool. Oh, be- and then so remember, you and me will be conversing about something. And I'll just shoot you a real quick video from some random movie. Oh yeah, because I I do that to people all, all the, the time. time. Yes, all the, like <sighs> they'll make a comment about something, and yes. I'll send them the video and the like re- relating right like, to it, you like know. And I love I love that. That's awesome. You know. Yeah, where you just it, it won't matter if you have a, an account or anything; it'll still show you the video. It'll be like, oh, look at this, right? Yeah. And then you know they'll laugh about it. Yeah, and whatnot. Because it'll be relatable to whatever is what, going on. Yeah, whatever yeah. we were talking about. Yeah, you, we did. You did we that did to me this afternoon. I sent you a clip from Wedding Crashers. Right? Yes, it was. Oh God, yeah. it was so funny. <laughs> we talk about a uh, Family Guy a lot, and you send oh, me a yeah. bunch All of Family Guys. Stuff. It's funny. Hey there, Chris. <laughs> Come downstairs with some popsicles. <laughs> <laughs> looks like looks like we got six, six more weeks of winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, we do God. that a lot, don't we? Yeah, that's awesome though. Yeah, yeah it sure is. Not a lot of people. And, you know, it's pretty cool, though. But, yeah, there's a bunch of podcasts. Well, there's one that I know of. One that, yeah, one that I know of that he live streams his podcast onto YouTube. And people are just watching it live. Like, oh, this conversation is happening live right now. I've seen those. And I think that's pretty cool because, and then, obviously, the video will, but that it takes a little bit more editing and whatnot. You know, kind of like a an editor, you know, somebody who's good with technology, Mm -hmm. you know. 
it that video automatically gets uploaded to YouTube because no matter what you upload or no matter what's live on YouTube, it's gonna get uploaded to your YouTube channel. So you get it'll go live and it'll be on YouTube, and then they'll record all that and then put it into Spotify, which is you know, or any podcasting uh, platform you're using, you know, whatever the case may be. So they'll record it, they'll put it live on YouTube. And then they'll put it, you know, on Spotify. I don't know if Spotify has a live uh, option. Does Spotify have a live option? I'm not sure. I have no idea. I have no idea either. But uh, I know that. I do know that when it comes to the podcasting, it's probably lower on my list of things that I have going on. And I want it to be more more a part of my, because it's, it's very, it's very uh, healthy for me to, to do a podcast. And so what I'm getting at is that. Um, maybe when I get out done with school or whatever, I'll be able to do a little bit more, spend a lot more time doing this because it is so enjoyable. Yeah, it's know? fun. Like, but got a family, got responsibility. You yeah, know? and unfortunately for me now, podcast is, you know, is in the middle to lower range of yeah. of my commitments. Yeah. but you know that'll change with time. With time, of course, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun. I think you know, podcasting is pretty fun. Hopefully. In the future, I will buy the equipment that I will ha- need, save it for a little bit maybe, and then when I feel like I have the time, go ahead and record the first episode and send it out mm-hmm. see what happens, you know, whatever the case may be. Of course, you know, it's, uh, but podcasting is really fun. This is the second podcast I've done, I've done on here, and it's always been fun. It's always been funny. So, you know. As long as you're having fun, I guess that's all that matters, right? Yeah. Of course. So I know we're, we've made this episode pretty lengthy for people, mm-hmm. but that's no big deal. Uh, this is a new milestone for us. We're probably going to hit a little over one hour. One so, hour. Wow. Yeah, that's good. That is really good. So hopefully somebody will be at the gym or something on the treadmill or something, and they'll listen to the podcast and have something to keep them motivated, you know, to keep them going. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not gonna be you on the treadmill, but no, I think gonna be, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it ain't gonna be you on. The, no, uh, <laughs> dude, I miss being the I miss being a gym rat, dude. Uh, I gotta get back to the gym. Now that I think about it, but yeah, whatever. It's fun. It's fun. Last time I was on here, we were talking about music because you know that's what I came on here for, which was the big thing because it was how um, I had I hit a certain milestone within the school. Right, whatever, you know, whatever, uh, no big deal to me now, but uh, we talked about music, and we kind of went a little bit in deep into music, on my perspective at least. You kind of said something, but I've noticed that we're both really big music people. You know a lot more artists than I do. Uh, you've lived a lot longer than I have. You were around the time that a bunch of these big bands that are now... Uh, they're kind of they're they're out of age now. They're a little bit older of age than me now, but uh, you know a lot of these things that people did. You know now everything's kind of private. Private people keep you know whatever the case may be. But uh, the intro of your of the 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 show. What is what's that song and how? Why did you decide to put that song on there? I chose the best of both worlds. Um, I mean, I have so many favorite bands. It's it's definitely not. I mean. I, I have so many favorite bands, but yeah, what I like about that song is that uh, it talks about having heaven here on earth. And um, when I'm talking about, when I think of best of both worlds, I'm thinking about the life we live at the fire department 
mm-hmm. and the life we live at home with our family. Yeah. And they're two totally different things. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that a lot of people can understand that. I mean, we're, we're a bunch of adult kids hanging out at the firehouse, yeah. you know, uh, doing what we need to do, but we have, we have a lot of fun Yeah, and we do a lot of great things. Um, and then you got to come home and be mom and dad, you know, and, 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 or be a brother and sister or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, and, yeah. and, um, it's not a lot of people get to find something that they love to wake up and go to do every day. Yeah. You know, I don't even know if baseball players enjoy playing 180 or 61 games or whatever it is they play every year. I mean, that's got to get old, right? Yeah. To some extent. But with us, there's something new every day. Mm-hmm. We're going to see something new every day. It may not be an emergency. It could be a non-emergency call. Mm-hmm. But we're going to see something new. The The monotony is never there unless you're at your, the airport. Yeah. Like oh, dad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that guy. Mm. <laughs> oh, look at that plane going. Let me see the other 5,000 planes that are about to take off yeah. now. No, but they're important too. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it's not every day that you're going to come home and, or you, you're going to go to work and be like, oh, another, uh, another person got hit by a bike or, mm-hmm. oh, another fatality. You know, everything is different. Everything like, you know, every day when you even, go to the fire station. Even in the administrative setting, there's yeah. something different every day. There's something challenged. You know, there's like, if we're going to make a purchase for something, you know, it may be coming from a grant that I'm not familiar with that we need to, we need to process it a certain way. It may be federal funds that has to be bid out. There's all these little intricacies. And um, I don't think there's, there's probably so many things that there is to learn that um, it's nonstop. No matter whether you're on the truck or you're in the office, like it's nonstop. There's the always gears something are always that, working. Yeah, yeah, and um, so, but that's the deal. I mean, um, when you when you're blessed at at a young age to realize this is what you want to do the rest of your life, then you really never have to work a day in your life. You know, I get you. So. Uh, going back to, you know, what I was saying about the music and stuff, what is your favorite band and why? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry you took me off topic. Yeah, my bad. I'm sorry about that. He talks about, uh, Sammy Hagar talks about, um, um, he wants the best of both worlds and, and, uh, we can have heaven here on earth. And then, um, I want the, the, my favorite line of that song is, I want all this life has got to give, you know, and, you know, I haven't always been this way, but I got to a certain age where whatever maturity finally caught up with me and that that just hit with me. I know that I want everything that this life has to give. Uh, my favorite band is the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite song? Honky Tonk Woman. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're... Cowbell. We're, we're getting, yeah, that's right. We're getting a little band together. So, obviously, I play drums. I play on the drum set, which... Um, and Mr. Farrow here, he is a insane guitar player from what I hear, which I've heard from nobody actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's a pretty good guitar player. He showed me a couple clips and uh, what'd you say event was it going to be for? It was going to well, be for if, if, if we if, ever launch off our... So our, our band that you want to call, you want to call it On Duty. Yeah, I On l- Duty. love the name of that yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to be awesome. On Duty. Uh, I'm going to play the drum set, which... If you've never heard Honky Tonk Woman, it involves it. The beginning of the song, it's a heavy, heavy cowbell part. And Pharaoh had asked me, 
do you ever play the cowbell? And I'm like, oh, I play it all the time. Every time I go to school and I go inside that locker room, I'm hearing that cowbell get beat the shit out of because somebody <laughs> in the in the room is like, hey, guys, you know, <laughs> dinner's dinner's ready. Supper's ready. Come in. You know, they're being they're being, you know, we're being funny. And then when it's time to finally put on the seriousness, you know, we'll get the cowbell. And we'll play it for the school parts, whatever the case may be and whatnot. But, yeah, so. um so the plan is to have at some point a wedding anniversary, and yeah. we, that's where we'll launch our band. Yeah, probably at our 25th anniversary, which is still four years away, which gives me time to learn that that Keith Richards uh, riff. Yeah, there you go. So I was, uh, uh, we were at a church function. It was Axe, I think it was, and I find I got to see my dad play the drum set. You know, he and he was ripping, ripping. It was like he was good, really good, actually. And he's always been real, um, you had said it last time, resentful because drums have came a little bit more natural to me than it did to him. Maybe I, his genes passed down to me and I kind of just, you know, adapted it over time. But my dad's never, he's never taught me drum set a little bit. Like, he's taught me a little bit, I'm sorry. He's taught me a little bit, but not too much. But I've learned through just watching my teachers and my teachers being like, okay, this is what you do. But drum set again had came a little bit more natural to me, you know. We were there was this day that we were at school in high school. It was in high school because our middle school teachers they didn't really focus too much on the drum set stuff. But in high school, uh, uh, Mr. Garcia he was like, so we started playing it, and he's like, okay, you know, this is what you're doing. You know, you're moving, you're moving like two, three, two, three, four body parts at a time. You know. That's difficult. And you're trying to stay and maintain tempo for the band and and whatnot. You're trying to, you know, keep tempo but keep clean beats. And I just went on the drum set and I was like, okay, here we go. Luckily, I was by myself at the time. But when you're on the drum set and you're hearing yourself play, you can feel the beat. You can feel that. And then when this axe retreat had happened yesterday... And we were at, and you know, we were there, and he was playing. You could feel his movements. Yeah, like you could feel his movements. You could feel everything moving around the drum set. So whenever somebody comes into the cage, that's what we call it, our percussion little place, the cage, and somebody's on there playing a, a real crappy beat, like they they just can't get it. It's like it sounds like a bunch of garble. Like you can't feel it. You know, you're just like, oh, you're getting there, but you know, you, you just can't feel it compared to when. Let's say, for instance, right, I get on the set, which I get on the set, and I just start playing, and you can just see people walking by and people coming in, you know, bobbing their heads, you know, to a beat, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you can feel the beat. You can feel the movements of the drum. And, you know, that's kind of like a little hippie, but you got to feel, you know, the kit with you. People adapt to different kits, and people, you know, play in a certain type of way with the kit. So it's a... Uh, it's more of a, you know, it, it is a mental thing at the same time, you know. You're doing different things and you're trying to get that feel of the of the band. So like last night, while this band was playing, you could feel the drum set. You could feel yourself that you can feel the beat with the band. You can feel that drum set with the band. You can feel that, that those drums, you know um marinate with all the the bass the guitarist the singer the keyboard 
the cowbell person, you're the, the triangle person, whatnot. You could feel that. And, you know, especially when you have a really good band and you have a really good drummer and you have a really good, you know, uh, guitarist and bass and singer, you can feel like, oh, man, you can really feel like, man, these guys are good, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's what some bands have done very, very well, you know. The Rolling Stone, ACDC, biggest one I've seen is actually Queen. You can just feel like, wow, they move like an like an efficient machine mm-hmm. a, a machine that you can just it's it's like it's rhythmable you like it it's comfortable it's satisfying to hear whenever you hear that song come on it's like oh man here we go here we go it's awesome turn up the turn up the radio you know turn up the volume and you know it's just you can just feel that within the within the music so i think that's a it's it's something man i, I really do think it is you know but, it's very similar to watching a fire unfold on the fire ground yeah I mean, I can be at home listening to the radio, and I know exactly what's what's going on. Mm-hmm. I can envision what's going on. What's going on, you know? You know, from the time the truck stops and the parking brake brake gets pulled, pss, I know that the driver's jumping out of the front seat. He's setting the wheel chocks. He's opening the tank to pump. The guys are dropping line. They're stretching line. He's throttling up the truck. Right? He's going to get the water from the from inside the truck into their hose lines. Yeah. They're at the front door. The other firefighter's got some irons. He's going to break the door down, and they're going to make entry. You know, and it's it's very similar to that. You know, I can be. You, I mean, when you're driving around, if if I, there was a fire a few weeks ago, yeah, uh, during the day, I was on the north side of town. Mm-hmm. I was going to go by there, but within minutes, I saw the smoke from. I was probably a mile away, and I saw the smoke turn from black to white so it's mm, like yeah. they got it they got it i didn't have to hear that they got it i could already see that see they, got they got it yeah. from a mile away mm-hmm. yeah and it's really beautiful to watch that stuff be orchestrated or you know medical calls same thing i mean uh the basic basic uh treatments, treatments to and whatnot. seeing the somebody set up a iv aid. and all that kind of stuff it's and it's incredible to watch and so i know what you're talking about when you say that you could feel it yeah Kind of switching into the the subject a little bit, uh, I think yeah, I think my dad had told you we, we you know we've joked around it, but I'm the president of the CERT club there at our school. So if y'all don't know what CERT is, CERT stands for Community Emergency Response Team. That's what we that's what we do, you know. So it's uh, it's a little bit like firefighting, not so much, but whenever there's a hurricane or natural disaster or anything like that. They send out the volunteer team, which is called CERT, and you go out there and you go help people out, assist to first aid and whatnot. If there's a little bit of a fire, you, you'll be there to take it out and whatnot. If there's somebody that's hurt uh, under on a collapsed building, you go in there and you got to grab them in the safest way possible because, you know, you're obviously a vol- volunteer. You don't want to get hurt. You don't want anybody to get hurt. And the, you know, the basic point is to help people out, help the community out as much as you can. <laughs> and a little bit of a funny story here. Uh, we were in Harlingen, I think it was. We were by uh, TSTC. That's there. Uh-huh. So TSTC, that's where the other airport is at here in our area. And we were literally right there, right at the airport. We were seeing planes come in and come out all day. And we were there for the, the CERT competition, the biggest competition for CERT that can happen. It's actually the only competition that happens throughout the year it's called skills usa so skills usa fills fills in for um for cert 
because it is a skill that's falls that falls under the USA requirements. But anyways, um, at at the time, my my teacher had thought that uh the the cert team was doing really well. My cert team was doing really really well. I had sent them uh a but you know they were doing really really good. So, but the only thing was is that there wasn't. Uh, another slot that we had to do so if we were going to go out there to compete we needed to do two events so even though i was on the cert team and we were doing really really well they were doing really well i had to step down from the cert uh kind of area you know actually going out there getting in the the green um the green suit the green uh, the green uh, vest and whatnot and i had to go in to do first aid and cpr cpr and first aid because I knew CPR the best. I was I was already CPR certified ever since freshman year, but you had to renew it every two years, I think it was. And I needed another team member with me. It was two people. So uh number one thing they'll check for is if you have a if somebody's on the ground and they're unresponsive, you gotta do CPR. And then they'll have another person. Okay, that's where the first aid will come in. You know, that's the that was the deal of it. And uh I didn't end up competing because my partner, uh, she had gotten sick the day of, she gotten sick of COVID. So, um, she didn't go. So I had asked, you know, is it okay if I could compete by myself? And like, ah, uh, uh, you know, we can't, you know, you don't have a partner or whatever, yada, yada, yada. But they made a really big deal about me wearing scrubs. And I thought that was kind of funny because, a, a little funny because I was like, Whenever you go out into the real world, right? Because this is Skills USA. Whenever you go out into the real world, you were wearing scrubs I, I, at this event. No, I, no, I, nobody else was wearing. Them? Nobody else. Oh, that's awesome. No, no, everybody else was wearing scrubs. I wasn't, but oh, I had okay. the scrubs in in the in my backpack because uh-huh. I was gonna I was gonna get ready for the scrubs. It just in case it did let me let me uh <laughs> let me go, but uh. This, this is the best part. And I'm and they're like, oh, uh, you don't have scrubs or whatever. And I'm like, okay, if I go out into the real world, you know, when am I going to be wearing scrubs while performing CPR on somebody? Like when I approach somebody and they're on the floor and responsive, am I going to be wearing scrubs? <laughs> like, like, what, like, like what kind of thinking? Is, I don't know. That was just me. Well, then I was like, you know what? I have the scrubs. My teacher had brought the scrubs or whatever. And... Uh, I was saying this in my head. I was like, okay, right, whatever. And maybe if I go suit up in the scrubs or whatever, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll wear it. You know, I'll wear it. I'll show them, hey, look, I got scrubs or whatever. Well, then I go up to my teacher and and I'm like, hey, you ordered the scrubs, right? You brought the scrubs. She's like, oh, I brought the scrubs. I'm like, okay, perfect. Well, I I get the scrubs and I'm looking at them. They were my partner's scrubs. They weren't even mine. And my partner was a female. So even if I put on the scrubs, they're going to look real tight on me. It looked like I'm wearing a bikini, man, in the scrubs. dude. I, I couldn't do that. And I just thought about it. I was like, man, maybe pay somebody to let me borrow their scrubs, man, at this point. But whatever the case may be. So we were there for two days. One of the days was for competition. The next day was there was a little bit of competition going on in the morning. Uh, in the afternoon, though, we did the ceremonies and whatnot. You know, uh, One of our cert teams came out first. Or third, I'm sorry third so i think they're gonna go to state so that's uh pretty cool but uh so we'll see how they do i think they're gonna do really well though they're gonna do really really well in my personal opinion 
but uh, we were coming back from the <laughs> from the competition in San Juan, and <laughs> there was a fire happening by a barbecue place. The how the not the house was on fire yet, but the fire happened on the trees, and the tree lines were kind of already getting burnt, and it was it, the the wind was moving pretty harshly, so it was getting ready to get by the fire. So we were on this uh, on the the bus. And I could see the fire, you know, when we were coming back. I was like, okay, we have black smoke in the air and, and whatnot, un- 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 you know, unknown location. So once I get there and I'm like, oh, look, here's the fire and whatnot. And I, and I get out my phone so I could record it so I could show my dad. Hey, dad, I could show you too. Like, hey, dad, look, this fire was happening and whatnot. So I'm recording it and everyone's taking pictures and whatnot. And you see the lights there. You see the trucks and it's like, all right, whatever. Well, then I send the video to my group chat and whatnot, uh, to the family group chat that I have with my dad on WhatsApp. And nobody said anything. All they said, oh, where's the fire at? You know, whatever the case may be. Well, then uh, my dad was on call that day. So the next day when I saw him, uh, when I got home, he was like, oh, hey, son, how you doing and whatnot? And I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. He goes like, how are you taking it? And I'm like. How am I taking what? He's like, well, since you had to resign, you, you passed by a fire. You didn't even stop to help, Mister Cert President of the Year. And I'm, I'm like, you, I, I was, I was a little like, I was like, whoa, he's a little right there. I was like, whoa, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't, I, I can't resign for that. He's like, uh, and he was making. He's like, that son, that house burned down because he didn't help out, man. Like. Like, you know, he would just make it really bad. Like, how could, you haven't resigned yet? You know, if I if I was one of the members, I'd impeach you right away, you know, <laughs> and whatnot. And then, and then I get a call from you earlier that day. He's like, hey, how you taking it, man? Have you resigned yet? <laughs> I'd get you out real quick, you know, whatnot. Yeah, because you sent me the video, and I'm like, really? He had time? He's on the CERT team. He has time to take video, but he doesn't have time to call 911? Yeah, there you, you go. Know, like... Yeah, and then uh, my... I got lucky here. I got lucky here. I was like, look, in my my defense, there was already people, uh, professionals with the higher scope of practice of me already there. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. I just saw a house. Yeah. On blow, fire. Blowing you know? and going. Yeah. And no and, fire trucks. Yeah. And a bus. And you're videotaping. Yeah. Me video like, huh. Yeah. So I guess I, he didn't learn anything in Harlingen. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't even compete in Harlingen. Yeah, that was yeah. the best part. Yeah, but don't count on this guy for CPR. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. He doesn't have his scrubs. It's it's twenty five pumps to the chest, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't have my scrubs, you know. Uh, but yeah, I told my dad, look, there was already my training stops when there's a higher scope of practice already there. Yeah, so I got gotcha. you. That's our, that's it. So so now, but ever since that, I I do keep a close eye on. Oh, okay, let me make sure you know whenever I'm driving or whatnot. Or I'm walking or I'm looking at something. I'm making sure like, oh, okay, you know, there, nothing's happening. Nobody's in danger. Nobody's life is at threat, you know. So I, I kind of, so after that, after my res- resonation, I always keep a close eye on on all that, on all that stuff, man. So it's You didn't resign, good. did you? No, I didn't. Well, thank God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was pretty darn close to it <laughs> from all the comments I got, but uh, it's funny though. Uh, you know, before we... Ended off here, and I'm pretty sure you thought I forgot about this. But in the intro, there is a radio call of you 
Mm-hmm. Is that a real radio call? What's the deal with that radio call? You know, I I always listen to it. It's like people always hear, oh, you know, they're speaking gibberish. You know, the radio has a lot of static or whatever. But you speak in different codes and whatnot. You say different things that keep it down to a minimum. You know what I mean? So what 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 was the what was the, what's the story behind that radio call? Um, so that one I just happened to have I happened to have um, a recording of. And the interesting thing about that was it, I was still a captain, a shift captain, and that call came in about four in the morning. And uh, it was close to, to the station, so it didn't. I didn't feel like it needed to be upgraded um, to a structure fire. It came in for a single, single truck response. Mm. So pay attention because this gets interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so I jump in the truck, and I, I'm working on an exchange, I think, on another shift, and I hall over there we're about uh four or five blocks west of that location and i pull up and there's a security guard outside the federal building that we have there and um he's pointing to the to the bar and yeah there's sure enough there's smoke pumping out of the bottom of the doorway so engine one hadn't gotten there yet and uh, i went ahead and upgraded it to a regular uh, established command um regular ended up getting us uh Two additional pumpers, another a ladder truck, the rescue truck, right? It gets a bunch of people woke up at four thirty in the morning, right? So we're making plans to hook up to the fire de- fire department connection so the sprinkler system can put the fire out and all that before we make entry, and we're getting ready to lay a supply line from the hydrant to the truck and all that kind of stuff. And uh, the lieutenant ends up once he arrives on scene, and they they end up going in. Um, it turns out the, the bar, the nightclub had left a smoke machine on. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, although it sounds like a really interesting call, uh, yeah. it ended up, it, it was, it was good training, but it's not something you want to be doing at four thirty in the morning. Yeah. You know? You're waking up at two, so you know, the smoke machine. Yeah. So they went inside and, and, uh, they took care of the smoke machine, but, um, it did appear to be, uh, burning. So yeah, it was a real call, but in the end, it was a, a fake call. I get you. I get you. All right, Mr. Farrell. What's your favorite food? Pizza. What's your favorite song? Honky Tonk Woman. What's your favorite movie? Uh, I'd still have to say used cars. Used cars. What's your favorite color? Green. If there's any quote out in the world today that has inspired you, that's lived with you, that's resonated within you, in your life, go ahead and say it right now. I've missed every shot I've never took. There you go. Wayne, Mr. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky said that. Wayne Gretzky? I, I missed every shot I never took. Origin story think behind about that? that. I, he's talking about hockey. Uh, Wayne Gretzky was a hockey player, but think about it. I missed every shot I never took. Mr. Farrell, thank you so much. Thanks for being here, man. Nope. This was an awesome show. Yeah, that's good. I think uh, I'm going to have to close up my shop. You can have all my equipment and you can go <laughs> go do whatever you need to that's do. That's funny. No, no, you been, are. You brought up a lot of good stuff for me to think about going forward. You are. Uh, you are the goat. You are the man. I appreciate you. I've always wanted to end off a podcast like that, ask a bunch, bunch of random questions, and we'll end the podcast the same way I, uh, you ended mine, which was uh, off, of a, off of a quote. So. Let's let's let let's let that quote be the last thing you you and I say. So what was that quote again? I miss every shot I never took.